On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, we are breaking down Ben Van Summeren's game from every single angle, all 13 snaps of him, his that are available on film. We are breaking it down. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I I can't. <laughs> I can't was, even muster a hello and welcome. That was so hello exhausting, man. <laughs> and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Wednesday, March third. Sure. The year is twenty twenty one. So I'm told. I guess. I'm your host, Will Hunter. I am joined by my currently shopping for new floorboards co-host, Matt Sheehan. Ah, dude. Uh. Uh, I feel beat. Uh, I know that a lot of listeners feel absolutely wiped right now. Um, so basically, we know how Aaron Henry feels right now is what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> we I, are I, I, I am drained right now. Dude, like, I went into that game knowing it was going to be a grinded out, horribly low-scoring game, just ugly game between two teams that, A, kind of struggle in basketball to begin with, and B, kind of have dead legs. Well... Against all odds, it was even worse than, than what I imagined it would be going into the game as far as, like, the slog fest it was going to be. I was sitting there with, like, five minutes left, and I said to myself, even if they somehow pull this out, like, I won't celebrate. Like, th- this is so ugly. Well, well, I, I'm a big liar. I'm celebrating this one, man. That was an awesome win. Aaron Henry put the team on his back. Oh, well, I think we're going to talk about him a little bit in this pod, aren't we? On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, we will uh, do just that. Yes. Review, will... subscribe. You haven't done that yet. Sorry. No, it's okay. You, you, you're you like 50% on that usually, right? You know. Yeah, it's a good man average, right? Yeah. Trace Jackson Davis free throw numbers is, is what I'm at. Right uh-huh. so, um, you like that? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <One up. laughs> uh, he actually shot 7 to 10 from the line tonight. All right, never mind. MSU on the front end of one and one numbers yeah, then. Hey, there you go. Hey. What, hey, I could joke about it because it didn't matter. All hey, right. <laughs> hey. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Uh, the game, Aaron Henry, um, some big moments from Langford, big moments from Marcus Bingham, and just uh, I think a lot of Aaron Henry. <laughs> but yeah, this is an Aaron Henry fan pod, <laughs> needless to say. Um, and we're sorry, also well, going to uh, talk quickly about some other um, – very positive things that happened elsewhere in college basketball. It was like overall really good night for Michigan State in terms of other bubble teams as well. So we'll touch on that and just kind of update where things stand as we uh, head towards a couple of really, uh, really tough games, Matt. Really, really yeah. tough ones. Yeah. It's nice because like, I don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like we're all going to be nervous for these next two ones. I don't think we'll sweat them out as hard because I think no. we all know where all of our eyes are on right now. Yeah. It's that first game of the Big Ten tournament after this team finally yeah. has like four days to relax and actually yes. get some rest on the legs. Um, <laughs> if you win Thursday or Sunday, my God, yeah, we'll celebrate. I'll be absolutely shocked. Ooh. Am I expecting it to the point, like to the tune that I was for the Indiana game? No, not not at all. Not at all. This win gets you on the doorstep. You just need to win one of your next three. Be shocked. Even even though Michigan lost by 80 today. Um, yeah. <laughs> be shocked if it's going to come in the next two games. So, 
Yeah, man. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. We do this every single day, Matt. Yeah, we do, Will. Man, uh, MSU plays seemingly every day. We do a podcast every day. Two of the same. Five days a week, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Um, I'm going to pose to you a question that I posed to you a couple days ago. I probably already forgot it. When Aaron Henry walks around campus, dude, do you think he needs some sort of contraption, some sort of some uh, bionic support to carry around his gigantic balls? He better, man. He better. Uh, I swear if he doesn't have a throne that's triple the size of what we were talking about last week, <laughs> carrying him around campus, once again, have to double down on it, that, that man's feet should never touch East Lansing soil ever again. He should be lifted to wherever he pleases, uh, whether that's down the stairs of Rick's, whether that's to class, whether it's to the Breslin Center. That that man is getting carried on a throne by as many people as possible. That could help. 22 points, 8 rebounds, mm-hmm. 5 assists, 2 steals, a block, one of those steals at the absolute most crucial time. Great defense sure. on the stretch. Just a and 7-0 run by himself. I mean, you know, 7-0 run, scored 12 straight points for Michigan State to quite literally drag their asses across the finish line and take what was a nail-biter and a game very much in doubt. And he single-handedly, you know, with certainly help, put it away. He did all the finishing. He put the game away with the three, with his layup in traffic after the missed free throw, with another layup, uh, sort of the, the jump stop sort of floater that he had, like he in the steal on the other end, he put the game away. What a performance the kid has turned into just absolute nails. He was not good at the start of this game, Matt. He was he looked tired. Oh, coming, sure. up, coming up short on free throws, totally understandable. Just wasn't really in a rhythm, was missing some of those, um, you know, like sort of mid-range, mid-post uh, floaters that he's usually pretty damn good at. Like, just wasn't quite Free throws were hitting the, the front iron, there. right. Yeah, and then <laughs> he just took the hell over. And, like, I, I know we were all nervous. It was certainly, like, a stressful environment. But once he started going, it was like, okay, I think – Aaron's gonna win this game. Yep. I think he's got this. Like I the, started, the, the to kids feel, are gonna be all right. Yeah. It was similar to the feeling when you're in a close game in previous seasons, and Cassius would be like, "Okay, it's my time." Like certainly different types of players and go about scoring different ways. But like I was starting to feel that same level, starting to feel that same level of confidence. Like I'm pretty sure I feel good. He's gonna get this done and. Man, if only Tom Izzo hadn't yelled at him as a freshman and broken mm. him and ruined his career. Think of what he could mm. do. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm actually staring at the picture right now behind me on the wall <laughs> hung up. Uh, if, if only, shoot, it's a shame he transferred after that year. Um, no, well, you could tell me if I'm being too reactionary and in the moment right now. but Yes, you are. If, if MSU goes to the tournament, um, uh-huh. listen, it, it's still not a great season. You still got to the tournament as like an 11 seed, whatever. But with that said... 
I, I still think that Aaron Henry has carved out a spot for himself in in kind of like Spartan dog lore, if you will. You a know, bit, like yeah. MSU has these Spartan dogs over time. Going back to the Flintstone era, pick any one of them. I mean, anyone can be a good candidate. You, of course, go uh, through Knight's old Draymond Green, uh, uh, Cassius Winston, of course. Like, it hasn't been a great season. They're going to limp to the tournament if they make it with a strong finish. Uh but this isn't a season like 2014, for example, where it's like a total team effort and it's, it's a good season. Uh, he is a one-man band. He does have help from Langford. He got help from Bingham tonight. He got help from Brown. But like consistently over the, the span of these last few games, mm-hmm. it has been him putting everyone on his back and taking them yeah. to the finish line. He didn't start off good. He looked tired. Well, I think he still even did look tired at the end of this game. He just found a way, though. I mean... Yeah. Shay, not to you know, I, I will. I, I was going to say not to mention Drew Neitzel twice in the first segment, but why wouldn't I want to do that? He's one of my favorite players. Uh, that three pointer going in, clanging off the front iron, and then just rolling into the hoop, shades <laughs> of Drew shades. Neitzel's three pointer uh, <laughs> against Wisconsin yes. Yes. back in the day, man. But yeah, I mean, hey, it's it's. I'm just going to get super cheesy and super like sports talk radio heady right now, and just say like. He is a gutsy player. He is a dog. He is everything that Michigan State basketball is. And you know what? We didn't have anyone that really fit that bill seemingly for the first half of the season. We talked about Mm -hmm. it. A lot of other people have talked about it. Who's the alpha? Who's the the leader? Where is the leader? Where is the toughness? Uh, Well, it's the guy in the number zero jersey. That's who it is. Um, And without him, well, we're probably talking about football right now. Like, we probably Mm -hmm. take a pass on talking about basketball altogether without him. And, yeah, just an incredible player. And, yeah. Once again, I know it's not the greatest season, but if they make the tournament, yeah, he he's got himself a spot in in Spartan dog lore. There's as yeah, cheesy there's, as that sounds. But, yeah. There's certainly something to be said for just a Herculean individual effort to do something like keep the streak alive, right? Yeah. It, it may mm-hmm. seem like like we were resigned to it two weeks ago. Like, well, it's gonna end, has to end at some point. It was a great run, but it. Like you said, it's not the same as getting a team to a Final Four. Cash is getting them to back to back to back of Big course. Ten championship. It's just it's different, but it's something that I, I think we're all gonna have like these memories of this season, and, and we're gonna think back like, man, if they get to the tournament, man, Aaron Henry just dragged a team that couldn't find its way on his back. And got them to the tournament, kept the streak going. And it, it won't feel, even if they make it as an 11 seed and they get bounced straight away, it won't hey, feel a it. thing. It won't feel a thing like 2011 because that was just. Oh, please. We, yeah. Everyone yeah. wanted, like, that team, we wanted them to make the tournament and then get eliminated. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, get, get 20 pieced immediately, which they almost did. <laughs> almost did. <laughs> and then they just lost by three at the end or something like that. But yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but this team. <laughs> This team is it's incredibly frustrating to watch them at times. Uh and then it, in the flip of a hat, it's like you just admire the courage and the fact that they've learned seemingly how to not quit, how to not that they were ever really quit, but like they would get down 6 and have a quick run against them and then all of a sudden it's four, a 14 point deficit like that happened a bunch early in the season. And now yeah. it just seems like 
they've started to get resolve. And yeah, maybe the talent level isn't what we're used to. And maybe the cohesion isn't quite there. The pieces don't all make sense. And it, it ends up being not a great team. But they just find a way. And that's what they did against Indiana. And there's something to be said for that. Finding a way. It's not up to the standard that we're used to. But I sure as hell appreciate the fact that they know the standard and they're doing everything seemingly that they can to live up to the standard, even if it's a goal too lofty for them. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate the fight and what they've shown the last couple of weeks. It's been actually a lot of fun to go with all the stress and just the frustration. It's been a lot of fun looking back on it. We're going to pause here for a sec, come right back and continue talking about this. We'll talk about some other guys in this game because yes Aaron Henry was the star but there were some huge plays uh huge moments from other players so we should give them some love as well but first word from Bilt Bar Bilt Bar I had a Bilt Bar for breakfast this morning actually had the, which one uh the peanut butter crunch bar nice no I got I think I got my shipment of like whatever it was four or five six bars and they were gone in four or five six days whatever the number of bars I got that was the number of days it took. I ate one every single morning uh, until they were gone. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The new and improved formula is even more delicious. Matt mentioned the peanut butter crispy bar. They are fantastic. We've also got caramel brownie, carrot cake, salted caramel, mint brownie, toffee almond, so many great flavors. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew, and they're not just delicious on your taste buds, Matt. They are delicious on your body. Body, body. They can can help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Great for a keto diet, Matt. That's big-time healthy, Will. Big-time. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN20, all one word, LOCKDOWN20, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, two top teams in the NBA's Western Conference battle it out before the All-Star break. Will the Suns and Lakers meet again in the Western Conference Finals? Find out. Well, we'll see. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Matt, Will, you um, sent me a message in in our group chat. I say any messages, plural, Will. I've got a lot of scrubbing to do in that group chat that we have. <laughs> we had a lot of messages going back. It's looking and rough. And yeah. to be fair to you, this you was... that's okay. This was after Marcus Bingham picked up the ball in the corner, decided to drive baseline and get stuffed at the rim, and then later was on a fast break and got stuffed at the rim again. Yeah. And he's a big person and someone who's a few inches shorter than him and doesn't have his reach uh stuffed him at the rim a couple of times and you said something along the lines of marcus bingham is six foot eleven but why is he always six foot two yeah that's what i said something like that yep yep um which at the time you know and it was very frustrating moments because Trace Jackson Davis was out in foul trouble and frustrated, not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Amon Franklin was obviously out for the entire game, and Michigan State could not do a single thing well, to take advantage of it. So we I were was all, in a, I was in a terrible mood. Oh <laughs> I was, yeah, I, know. I was hating I, every minute of this game. I literally told you I don't want to record with you. <laughs> 
No offense but, taken, honestly. I wouldn't want to record with me either, but hey, here we are. <laughs> but in true Marcus Bingham fashion, <laughs> yep. the Marcus Bingham experience was just <laughs> unreal. Yes, he had those, spades. <laughs> had those awful moments, but dear God, down the stretch, was he just a rim eraser. Made oh, Trace Jackson man. Davis, a guy who scored 34 points on this team last time out, a guy who's averaging 20 and 10, a total non-factor, stuffed a couple of guys at the rim, grabbed some big rebounds, had that awesome offensive rebound play where he doesn't really get credit for anything, mm-hmm. where he like swam around Race Thompson and, so, and like helped keep the ball alive so it eventually got deflected to Henry and he made that layup. He did so many good things down the stretch. I was just like genuinely happy for him. And, you know, you look at the box score and it's like, damn, Indiana scored 58 points. And like, Indiana's not a great offense, but that's a, a bad number. That That's a really Big nice, time. really yeah. nice defensive performance, especially down the stretch where they just could not get a bucket. And yeah, I thought everyone did. Like Hauser had some good moments. Uh, Langford, Henry were their usual solid selves. Brown, of course. But I thought Bingham just backstopping the entire defense uh, down that stretch was just it was fantastic minutes from him. Yeah, no doubt. It, it, it's tough to not give the the team's second MVP award to Josh Langford, right? I mean, what did he have? He had thirteen. Thirteen points. That's a pretty loud thirteen. I, I thought he would have had more than that by how I Well he was, was the there. first he was the first player in the game to get to double digits. He kinda mm-hmm. he yeah. we can get to Langford in a second, but he really helped keep them afloat early in the game. But you gotta give it to Bingham just for everything you said, right? Like the the blocks on the end and even when he wasn't blocking, man, you ever driving around and this is for the viewers too, you ever drive around like an old shady uh, used car sales place and it's got one of those blow up things that are just flailing in the wind <laughs> with a super long arm tube, man. Yes. Like that's what he made Trace Jackson Davis look like on at least mm-hmm. three layup attempts. Like he all limbs just flying everywhere. I don't know if he was trying to draw a foul. I think in most cases he was just in awkward positions. Like, Bingham just put him in weird spots on the court, and his pivot foot was stuck to the ground. Bingham's like, okay, well, don't mind if I just stand right over this. Good luck getting around me. I'm eight foot nine. Uh, and yeah, it was just a complete disaster for him. But I mean, he also had not to play the game, because I think that'd be unfair to Aaron Henry, but that block he had mm-hmm. down the end when MSU yep. was up six, okay? Like, the game was still pretty much put away. I think it was However, four. Uh, I got it at 52 to 58. Regardless, okay. you, you know what right. I'm talking about. Yeah. It, yep. Wow, first time. Um, It was, yeah, like, listen, we sweat out a lot of games with state fans. We saw the Purdue game. We're still affected by that. When you're up six and you get that swat like that for the exclamation point end of the game, ooh, we, oh me, oh my, oh, we like to see that. That was the first time I actually jumped up from the couch all game. <laughs> I was, once again, a despondent vegetable for the entire course of the game, just laying down deep sign the entire game. And then uh, Bingham has that one. and <laughs> Bingham. You dog you. You dog you. I'm sorry for the slander I had in a private group chat that I'm sure you read to get yourself motivated, but hey, here we are. Here he played we are. He played 16 minutes and was part of the, like, I think Michigan State found a, a group that was work Like, it's always, okay, yeah, Aaron Henry, yeah. Josh Langford, probably Gabe Brown, and then who are the other two that are going to play down the stretch? Sometimes it's Malik. Right. Sometimes it's Hauser. Sometimes it's Bingham. Sometimes it's uh, Rocket. Today... It was Bingham, today it was Hauser, and Bingham 
anchored that closing group defensively, played 16 minutes, a lot of them in the second half, all of them down the stretch, three offensive rebounds in those 16 minutes, six total rebounds, blocked three shots, blocked three shots in 16 minutes, and had a steal. So four stocks, Matt, four stocks Stocks. in 16 minutes. That is an absolutely insane rate. He is just such a difference maker on that end of the floor when he's locked in like that. You know, the rebounding is kind of what it is. Sometimes he's going to lose offensive rebounds, but Mm -hmm. he's just such a rim eraser for them. And when he's going like that, like, man, what a difference he makes. And and the numbers bear it out. When he's on the floor defensively, it's, it's outstanding at times. And I was just, I was excited for him because he didn't have, you know, the first half was tough. The baseline drive was tough. Getting stuffed at the rim, tough. Mm-hmm. Not finishing totally. the end one when he probably should have. Not great. That's what but, upset me, I think, the most. Yeah, but hey, you know what? I digress. It, it didn't matter. He had a, a really nice second half. And then, yeah, Langford buoyed them early, steadied the ship, whatever you want to say. First player in double figures, scored 13 points, was, you know, okay on the night, had seven rebounds, which is like Josh Langford again is going into rebound scrums with reckless abandon. And one time for Gabe Brown grabbing seven rebounds. Gabe Brown's, they mentioned on the broadcast, and I'm glad they did. Here's Gabe Brown's rebounding numbers from the last handful of games. Seven, six, five, four, four. Like, Gabe Brown, solid. from the first part of the season, had multiple games where he didn't grab a single rebound or grabbed one or two. He had one game where he grabbed more than three rebounds, uh, prior to February 6th against Nebraska, and he has done that in all but two games since then. And also shout out, yeah, Bingham, Langford, Brown, because we talked in yesterday's pod that Henry, like, he always needs two supporting cast members. You can't win a game of college basketball with just one player. I mean, it's very, very, very hard to do, especially when you're a team as uh, hampered around the edges like MSU is. Um, yeah, Henry got three at different times. Like that, that Brown back-to-back three-pointer followed with the longest two in recorded history. Um, that was amazing. The five-point <laughs> swing right there. And then Bingham does what he does. Linker does what he does. So, yeah. Hey, Henry needs help out there. Kids fighting for his life. And MSU got three guys helping him out here over the course of the game. So, thank God. Michigan man. State. Michigan State shot four of seventeen from three. They shot three of three with their foot on the line. Yeah. I Josh know. hit two. <laughs> Josh hit two with his foot on the line, and Brown hit one as well. Yeah. yeah. Brown also went two of four from three, and he was the only one. Like, Henry did go one of two, but, like, you know, those two were the only ones who were not uh, giant minuses from behind the arc. Got another rough shooting game, but got to the line 30 times. The officiating certainly helped with that. Both Grab sides, thir- though, like for both teams. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, Indiana shot 29 free throws. They, they were in the bonus with 14.55 left in the second half. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I'm so glad I don't have to cry about that. That's great. <laughs> Let me pull up one more thing real quick, and then... Um, Bubble talk. We can t- you know what? Yeah. We can do... Um, we can do this after a break. We can do it real okay. quick after a break, and then we can talk about what else happened around the... Uh, the country and how let's that take a fly to, around the, the country. Yeah, I think we'll so. fly fly the country. Yeah, there we go. So that? I'll give you a stat and then we'll take a fly around the country. But first a word from bet online. Dot a G. 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV, all sorts of sports, real time updated odds on the site, and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. One word, Locked On, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. I would love to have any one of them. Sure. How much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you want to know more, you need to subscribe to the Locked On NBA Draft podcast, prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. Okay, Shoot. Matt. Really thought, I was really hoping that was going to be a Locked On Today one because I will be on Locked On Today for a hot second today as well. Oh, you will? Yeah. Peter Bukowski just reached out to me, so he wants to chat about... Uh, the Indiana game uh, for a little bit, I suppose. Or maybe spring training baseball. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. How the out, hell yeah. do you get locked on today? It's probably uh, I because don't they to like anymore. to exploit me more. That's uh, that's that's why. Because yeah, I'm, I'm a I, sucker for this sort of stuff. I don't respond to anyone mm. anymore. It's my fault. Uh, okay, Matt. <laughs> All right, Will. Let's talk bubble. I can I no ask no no no. Quick, I got okay. a stat first. I got a stat. That's right. First. You said that. I have the attention yeah. span of a goldfish. You know this. I'm oh, sorry. No, I just yeah. lost it. I just lost it. I just okay. God, this is your fault. It is. All it right. is. I'm sorry. Okay, Michigan State. Matt in the first half had eight turnovers. Ah, uh, yeah. In the second half, Matt. Mm-hmm. Michigan State had one turnover. Wow. Yes. That's a, I did not know that. That's a fun yes. fact. They finished the game with nine turnovers after turning it over eight times in the first half. Underrated part of that game because it turned into a slog and every possession was really important and getting to the line, like taking advantage of the double bonus, getting to the line, like that mattered. Turns Turnovers would have been really uh, a tough to stomach there in the second half, and they settled in and only turned it over one time in the second half. So fantastic job by all taking care of the ball in the second half. Okay, now we can go across the country. Let's fly around the country, Will. Let's do it. Um, favorable. Actually, I, okay, I I do have one question. You can answer this immediately, or you can wait till the end of going around the country to answer this. But it's the Big Ten Network postgame show. I don't know the uh, analyst's name. I, I'm, I'm sorry if he's a listener to this pod. I'm sure he is. But he said that this win might be enough on its own to get Michigan State in the tournament. I have a very hard time believing that, despite everything that happened around the country, Will. So, it seems wild. It gets you sweating. Like, listen, this win against Indiana gets everyone watching Selection Sunday. They, they at, the, at worst, have an outside shot of getting in now. Yeah. Hard stop so, there. <laughs> what has been happening with the bubble... Uh, lately has been very beneficial for Michigan State. Yes. So last night, Richmond lost. They're just off the bubble. And they're at the back end anyway, but now they're gone. St. Bonaventure lost as well. And now they are still in, but like they're a team that certainly can't afford any more losses. Like they need to get to the A-10 championship game for sure. 
Mm-hmm. And might not have enough even if they do that. It depends. We don't really know like what the committee is going to do. Joe Cook, Sugar at 131sports.com has the Bonnies as an 11 seed right now. So that's a team that lost recently that could maybe uh, keep Michigan State in play a little bit. Xavier and Boise State, both 11 seeds coming into the night, lost. Xavier lost to Georgetown. Georgetown had eight wins before that game. That is a tough loss for a bubble team. And, you know, Xavier is in the Big East, and, and maybe they'll have a chance to beat Creighton in the tournament, beat Villanova in their in their conference tournament, and be able to kind of jump back. But as of now, Xavier very well could see themselves on the outside looking in, first team out type thing, or at the very least, you know, like one of the last four in. So they're falling. Boise State. Boise State lost to Fresno State, Matt. That's Boise State, yeah. yeah. Boise State was an 11 seed coming into this game uh, on Joe's bracket. Fresno State was a 500 Mountain West team, not very good at all, and they beat Boise State 67 to 64. That is going to, I think, drop Boise out of the tournament unless they make some sort of run in the Mountain West. Um, you know, I, I'm not familiar with their uh, how everything is stacked up in their tournament. I know there's a couple good teams in the Mountain West. Um, like maybe they get to play San Diego State and beat them in the semifinals of their conference tournament, and maybe that can get them back in. But like being in the Mountain West, it's tough to um, make up ground quickly. Like in, in the Big Ten, you can make up ground pretty quick. Um, Boise's done in the regular season. They just lost to San Diego State twice, which would have put them in for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, they swept Utah State, who's another bubble team, but like, you know, that loss to Fresno is going to be brutal for them. So, oh, and Duke lost. Duke lost to Georgia Tech. Yeah, I mean, eh, that's that's kind of a net neutral though. Like Georgia Tech is on the bubble as well. So, yep, yep, um, give and take there. That's fine. Yep. So Georgia Tech probably a little bit ahead of Duke, but that kind of. You know, Duke might just have to win the ACC tournament now to get in. But all all of the point I'm trying to make is a lot of teams around Michigan State are losing, right? Little Richmond, fires. Yep. Gone. Bonnie's gone. Not gone, but dropping. Even North Carolina is now around a 10 seed, and they're in a little bit of a precarious situation. Boise, Xavier. It's It was a good night. It's been a good couple of nights for MSU. Aside from their win, a lot of bubble teams having losses and really like losses to the teams they shouldn't be losing to. Boise State cannot lose to Fresno State at home if they want to remain in the tournament, and they did. And, you know, sometimes you get bad luck with bid stealers. Sometimes you get good luck with bubble teams that shouldn't be losing, losing games that they shouldn't lose. And, you know... If Michigan State loses both games to Michigan and say they lose a close one to Wisconsin, first round of the Big Ten tournament, they might be able to get in because the committee will be like, all right, last spot, who we got? All right, Michigan State or Boise State? Well, you know, Michigan State lost to Michigan down the stretch. That's that's understandable. Okay, what about, okay, they lost to Wisconsin. Boise lost to Fresno State. Mm-hmm. Oh, at home? Oh. Well, can I, can I ask another question that was asked in the Big Ten Network? Yeah. 
What does Indiana have to do to get in a, into the tournament now? <laughs> Listen, mm. I, I'm not here to dog on the Big Ten Network. I, I really do love <laughs> that, that network and everything they do. But that question at the post game made me laugh out loud when they were asked, "What does Indiana have to do down the stretch here to right the ship?" Like, <laughs> uh, pray for a new season. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> that so that that one got me good. Just had to share that. Uh, um, <laughs> if they beat Purdue on the road. They're back and to the win- next four out. <laughs> if they beat Purdue on the road and win two Big Ten tournament games, they're in. Okay. If they beat Purdue Not as far on the road, as I thought. All right. If they beat Purdue on the road and win one Big Ten tournament game and then lose to whatever higher seed, maybe. It's going to be tough, but, like, maybe. The opinions are kind of split on Indiana. I know, like, sure. they, swept, they swept Iowa, and that's fantastic. But other than that, Gotta I think they might have, that, like, yeah. Yeah, they might have they uh, Maryland's a quad one win. Uh, that's kind of it. Maybe Stanford neutral court, depending on where Stanford is in the net. God, that feels like four so. years ago, man. Yeah, that's uh, their resume gets thin pretty quick once you get past those Iowa games. Yeah, yeah, Maryland has some sex appeal on it. That's a that's a decent one for them. Yeah, road on Maryland's a tournament team. They beat an eight nine seed on the road. That'll that'll work. But like when you're uh, trying to sub five hundred, <laughs> yeah. you need a little bit more sub five hundred. That's that's tough. Yeah. So Man, I feel so relieved right now. Like this, oh, this is more relief than anything <laughs> relief else. This is, is great. Like relief is by far the strongest sensation that I, I am feeling right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, hey Matt. Hey Will. Tomorrow. Yeah. We have a guest. <gasps> That's right. That is tomorrow. Quinn ninety two. Someone who's way cooler than us is joining us on the pod tomorrow. Will be on the Locked On Spartans podcast tomorrow to help us preview the Michigan game and talk about his new album uh i think we're going to talk with them for like 20 30 minutes so we'll probably break it up between two episodes we're definitely going to talk some hoops and this michigan game coming up and uh play that for you as part of like we'll do our preview and then we'll mix that in at the back end and then we will also talk to him about his upcoming album his music different stuff what it's like being a musician artist during a pandemic uh, stuff like that, and then we'll find a spot to play that. So probably a, a couple different chunks of interview with Quinn92. Definitely looking forward to that. So you can expect the first part of that on tomorrow's preview show where we're going to preview uh, Michigan State taking on uh, University of Michigan in a game where if Michigan wins on their home court, they get to raise a banner. So I'd be like that sometimes. Uh, it a, do be like that yeah. sometimes. MSU raised a banner in front of Michigan on their home court a couple of years ago, and there's a pretty uh, decent chance Michigan's going to repay the favor uh, on Thursday night. But we will uh, yeah, talk about okay. that. It's fine. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. Uh, thanks for listening. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, go on. Uh, February 3rd, it is a Wednesday. Happy Winning Wednesday, everyone. Uh, former Michigan State basketball and baseball player Robin Roberts had his number 36 retired by the Philadelphia Phillies. The pitcher won 286 games during his 19-year Hall of Fame career. All right, guys. Let's all I'll take a deep exhale. All right. One, one game closer. All right. Go green, guys.